This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, I always say the one thing I root for as I watch the news, as I watch the politics in this country, I root for chaos. Chaos is fun. It's good for business. And no one brings the chaos like Donald Trump. So I was uh, watching his uh, first appearance on CNN in seven years last night as he did a town hall in Manchester, New Hampshire. I was struck by a couple of things. One, that the audience was 100% on his side. I, I suspected, I thought CNN would stack the crowd with phony Republicans, who would, which is what they normally do. People come up, I'm, I'm Republican, but I'm undecided. And I want to know, what are you going to do about climate change and all that? That didn't happen. They had actual Republicans, actual uh, Trump supporters who took the mic and asked questions, which shocked me. Uh, but they didn't need audience members to uh, challenge Trump, to, uh, to to interrupt Trump. They had Caitlin Collins, the one and only host to this. It was just Caitlin Collins and Donald Trump on stage. And Caitlin Collins was performing for uh, the New York Times. She was performing for her colleagues on CNN and for Morning Joe, and they loved it. She interrupted him on virtually every answer. She allegedly fact-checked him and called him a liar. By the way, if there's one uh, one tell, one thing that gives you away as a partisan hack is when you get all upset at Donald Trump for saying the election was stolen or the election was rigged. Politicians have been saying that forever. That I mean, Hillary Clinton says it's still about 2016 that it was stolen, that it was rigged. They don't care when Hillary Clinton says it. They don't care when, when Jamie Raskin or Ed Markey or Liz Warren says it. It's no big deal. It's just the way politicians speak. But when Trump says it, they lose their minds. And we will get to Morning Joe. That's... When I was initial, when I initially finished watching this seventy-minute debate, I was like, "Eh, Trump was okay. It was combative. It was confrontational. That was good." But he did, he took the bait. He allowed her to set the uh, the narrative for the whole night and go back to those same old tired topics that the media loves to go back to. And we'll get to it. But uh, once it was over. And I was, you know, I'd say I, I was going to give him, you know, a C plus, a B minus and say it was okay. I'll give him credit for battling with her. That's not something that most uh, politicians want to do. Joe Biden, Joe Biden, not only would he not do a town hall on Fox News with Sean Hannity, he wouldn't do a town hall on CNN or MSNBC with his biggest fans. He wouldn't do a town hall in Martha's Vineyard or uh, or in San Francisco, knowing that everybody there was a sycophant who was rooting for him. Joe, Joe Biden couldn't do this. He's literally incapable of doing what Donald Trump did last night. Go out there without notes, although he did bring some receipts, and just do battle with a partisan hack uh, pretending to be a journalist. Um, but uh, if, uh, Trump to me is frustrating because I, I sit there and I watch and I want him to say certain things and he just doesn't. He has those, he, again, he has uh, certain thoughts that he wants to repeat over and over again. He, al- he always has trouble finding the word. The, 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 you know, he wants to say something and he doesn't find the word. So he repeats the same thing over and over again. 
and it is frustrating, but it's also funny and it's also glorious to see how much he triggers the libs, how much he triggers the media. The thought of Donald Trump returning to the White House drives these people insane. Joe Morning Joe and uh, Van Jones and Jake Tapper. By the way, if you stuck with CNN for the postgame show, you got to see totally triggered fake Jake Tapper, who just can't handle the thought of Donald Trump. They can't handle the thought that he won once. The idea that he might win again just drives them crazy. I understand why people support Trump, why they love Trump. I'm a DeSantis guy, and I, and, and I will tell you why. I will explain why. Here's what happened. Trump comes out on stage. Caitlin Collins is there with, you know, she's done her prep. She's been prepared by her bosses and her colleagues at CNN. And her plan was to make him look foolish. Her tr- plan was to, uh, to, to hurt him, to do some damage. So what are the topics? What else? January 6th, rigged election, election denialism, uh, um, abortion, 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 um, uh, classified documents. You want to know why? You don't want to, what to me was the most frustrating part of this night is the biggest story in the world yesterday, which was ignored by the media or spun, really revealing what frauds they are, was the revelation that our president, the sitting president, is a foreign agent, that our president sold out this country to enrich himself and his family. That was proven by the House Oversight Committee yesterday. We talked about it. We reacted live yesterday. It was an incredible uh, press conference, a bombshell by any definition that proved that the man in the White House now is just, he's compromised, he's corrupt, he's dishonest, He's venal. His whole his whole worthless garbage family is on the take. That's the big story. If you're Donald Trump and you take the stage with CNN, you have to find a way to steer the conversation to this story. You have to make put her on the put her on the defensive. Obviously, Caitlin Collins will be there to defend her guy, Joe Biden. She'll be there to lie about Biden. Just keep pushing. He should have come out there. If she said, whatever, January 6th, he should have said, let's talk about uh, May 10th. May 10th. To me, that's a bigger deal uh, in the grand scheme than January 6th. It should be. We learned the sitting president is a foreign agent. The sitting president sold out the country. How does Donald Trump not say that in 70 minutes? Um, How does he not steer it to the disaster that is the Biden presidency in every way. Now, we mentioned the border. That's true. And they certainly got into Ukraine. And I'll get into that. But, I mean, Joe, Joe Biden is a disaster by any, by any measure. And we know it. And it's, it's a mis- it was a mistake that the country elected him, mainly because the election was rigged. And I'll get to that, too. Uh, but, and, but Trump should be pointing that out. Everything Biden does, including selling the country out to Ukraine, China, Romania, he should have had just a whole thing of a whole list of talking points about the James Comer press conference, about the proof, the bank records, the emails proving Joe Biden is taking millions from foreign governments. That's the biggest story of the day. It's, it's bigger, I'm sorry, than the Proud Boys on January 6th. What she did 
was try to do the Democrats bidding. What Caitlin Collins did was do what the Biden campaign wanted her to do, to go back to these same old tired talking points. He shouldn't have allowed it. He should have got through it and just kept steering it back to Joe Biden, kept steering it back to the corrupt man who sits in the Oval Office now. But let's get to it. So it starts, obviously, with the election. Will you admit the election wasn't rigged? And he mentions briefly the letter from the uh, 51 intelligence officials. He should have said, forget you know, the, the ballot boxes and the, and the mail-in balloting and, and all the questionable, the, the election fraud that took place on election day. Okay, you want to you move on from that? I'll move on from that. Let's talk about the other way the election was rigged. Let's talk about the FBI colluding with big tech to suppress the Hunter laptop story. That was a huge deal two weeks before the election. That changed everything. Let's talk about the 51 intelligence folks who yep. lied letter. The CIA, the, the CIA who was working for Donald Trump, he was president, worked with 51 former intelligence folks to defeat their boss, the sitting president, and install Joe Biden. That's what Donald Trump should have said. Let, what do you think of that, Caitlin Collins? 51 intelligence folks lied, gave Joe Biden a talking point for the debate. Joe Biden lied on the debate stage, and it swung the election. That, to me, would be election interference. That, to me, would be a rigged election. Forget, forget the ballots on election day. You know, forget the mail-in and the, and the ballot stuffing and ballot harvesting. Let's talk about big tech, about the CIA, about the deep state, about the swamp. What's she going to say then? That's not true, sir. I mean, you, he gave her the opportunity to refute him when he started talking about government cameras had viewed the people stuffing ballot boxes. I'm sorry, Trump did fine. His fans, his, his, his followers, they're thrilled because he called her a nasty person. But he could have done so much better. She starts asking about pardoning January 6th or, or one of the... Uh, People in the audience asked, and he said, yeah, I'll consider pardoning many of them. What about the Proud Boys? What about them? If they committed a violent crime, here's what he should have said. The people who committed violence, assaulted cops, I probably won't pardon them. The people who sauntered to the Capitol, yes, absolutely. If they're uh, card-carrying members of the Proud Boys, who cares? We're talking about people being politically persecuted by Biden's inhumane and cruel Department of Justice. That's what he should have said, not, yeah, I'll, I'll pardon everybody. I, I mean, you pardon the people who were unjustly, unfairly prosecuted, persecuted, because they opposed the regime. Ah, I, I'm telling you, I, I, I like Trump. I appreciate the fact that he went into the, the enemy territory and did this and, and battled with her but he could have done so much better. I just get frustrated when I watch Trump. I think of things I want him to say, directions I want him to go, specifics that he could pull out of his pocket, which he sort of did, even though that was kind of clumsy. Um, and But he just doesn't. I, I, I'll just say it. Ron DeSantis would be much better at this. You know why? Because DeSantis is more disciplined. He's smarter. He's younger. And... What are they going to say about January 6th, about election denialism with, uh, with, with uh, about the Proud Boys? They can't bring that up. When you replace Trump with DeSantis and put him in this situation, 
All of that is off the table and they're actually be forced to talk about issues, things, accomplishments that DeSantis did, or God forbid, they're actually forced to talk about the corrupt uh, crook in the white house today. When they get, when they get to talk about January 6th, it gets him going or talk about election denial, gets Trump going, but it also takes away from the best argument he has. The guy in the white house is a crook. The guy in the White House is a lying criminal who is who is not on, on top of that, who is senile, who is he's he's not only corrupt, but he's got dementia. That's kind of important. It doesn't come up because Caitlin Collins doesn't want it to come up. But Trump did okay. And what he did better than anything, what he does better than anything is absolutely drive all the right people nuts. They just, I mean, immediately they went to uh, this panel of like 72 people on CNN and uh, Brian Donalds was there. He did a good job, but everyone else just hates Trump with a passion. Oh, he just does lies. He lies. He made fun of a rape victim. This, this, and, and I, um, we'll, we'll get to it. This drives me nuts. He made fun of a rape victim. Everybody knows that her case was just a political stunt he didn't rape this woman. Nobody really believes he took her in a dressing room and raped her. The jury didn't believe that, but they don't like Trump. So they compromised and said, well, we'll say he committed sexual abuse. They know he didn't do that. They know this is made up by this lunatic E. Jean Carroll. They know it as sure as they know Kavanaugh raped no one. They know it. He defends himself. He attacks her who falsely accused him of rape. And they say he's a, uh, uh, endangering the life of a rape victim. That's, that was AOC's take. Please. A man's not de- allowed to defend himself when he's accused falsely of rape. Of course he is. Um, maybe he violated a gag order from the judge. I don't know. But of course you defend yourself when you're falsely accused of rape. These people are just playing make-believe when they act as if he actually raped her. But We got a lot to get to on this. I watched it. Couldn't take my eyes off it. Um, You know what? This is one of those deals where both sides declare victory. All of the Democrats and the media are saying Caitlin Collins did a great job fact-checking in real time. And Trump's people are thrilled because uh, he had his moments and he threw it right back at her. But when you watch this, as you listen to this, pretend or just think of, Joe Biden sitting down with Caitlin Collins. Joe, nobody in the history of politics lies more than Joe Biden. Nobody. We got a whole compilation of today of him, of his claims that he lowered the deficit, which even the liberals admit he, it's not true. He just lies over and over again. You think Caitlin Collins would have fact checked Joe Biden in real time? You think she should have said, she would have said, Mr. President, that's not true. Of course not. This is a one way street. The, the, the media, the Democrats, only get triggered, only get upset when Trump says something they think isn't true. If Joe Biden says something that isn't true, or Karine Jean-Pierre, or Kamala Harris, or Mayorkas, they don't care. That's their guy. So this is, this is media bias on display. There is no way she treats a Democrat like this, even a lying scoundrel like Joe Biden. She would fawn over him She'd, she'd, she'd let him sniff her hair. She'd tell him, you know, yeah, you reduced the deficit. You're great, Mr. President. She's too the, old for a hair sniff. 
<laughs> she's not very, she's only like 30 or something. She's, she's pretty young, but you know what? She's getting killed on, on social media, her world, her little bubble. They loved it. Her little bubble. And she got a million texts after this from all the frauds and Anderson Cooper and Rachel, Chris Hayes. They were all texting her. Great job. Fact checking. They only fact check Trump. They only fact check Republicans. She would never, ever do this to Biden. But all right, let's get to it. I can't I can't even think of what my favorite part was. I guess the most important part to me was to talk about Ukraine and this child, this little girl saying, don't you want us to win, Mr. President? Aren't you rooting for Ukraine? And this was the most adult, mature thing Trump did was point out it's not about winning, you idiot. I mean, he was a little all over the place, a little, uh, it wasn't quite as articulate, direct as I would have liked, but he does, I did like the fact that he didn't say, yeah, we're going to win them, we're going to beat them. Uh, Again, I've been saying this for a year, more than a year. There is no winning for Ukraine. They don't defeat Russia. That's not how this is going to work. In fact, there probably isn't a win for Russia. What you need is an adult in charge like Trump to go there and settle this and demand a peaceful settlement, a ceasefire. That's how it's going to work. Uh, That's not how it works with Democrats and lots of Republicans in the media. They want to win. We're going to beat them. And Trump just looks at us. It's not, that's not, we, we want to end the killing. That is remarkably mature and well thought out for Donald Trump. And I was pleased with that. We need more people to say that. Ukraine's not going to win. I mean, you're an idiot if you think Ukraine one day is going to win. Putin's going to wave a white flag and they're going to be a victory parade through Kiev with, with Zelensky waving to the crowd. That's just silly. Why do people do this? I, under, I guess I understand. They root for Biden and Biden is invested in Ukraine because he's protecting his family fortune. And it helps the arms makers, dealers, the defense industry benefits and lots of politicians benefit. They don't care about dead Ukrainians. Trump does. He cares about dead Ukrainians and dead Russians. He wouldn't call Putin a war criminal. You know why? Because he wants to settle this. If you call Putin a war criminal, you can't, you know, three days later say, would you like to sit down and talk and work this out? It doesn't help to call him a war criminal. That's why he said that. And, they, and all the warmongers, I've just watched Scarborough's show, that all the warmongers are all upset. I can't believe he's not rooting for Ukraine. Bunch of friggin' children rooting. I mean, it's not a friggin' game. That's what he should have said. This isn't a game, Caitlin. This is a war. People, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands are dying. You brain-dead moron. We must stop the killing. That was the best part. I, I got to shut up and let him talk. Let's listen to uh, uh, Caitlin Collins and Donald Trump talk about Ukraine and her trying to get him to say that he's rooting. But Mr. President, why don't you have a Ukraine flag on your lapel? <laughs> like all my favorite politicians in Washington, sir. Why isn't his? Why isn't the Ukraine flag in your on your true social account, Mr. President? Go ahead. Is, what do you get? 
give Ukraine weapons and funding? I was impeached by a crazy woman named Nancy but Pelosi. But the question here is, would you give Ukraine weapons and funding if you were elected? I would sit down. Let, let me just put it a nicer way. Uh, if I'm president, I will have that war settled in one day, 24 hours. How would you settle that war in one day? Because I'll meet with Putin. I'll meet with Zelensky. They both have weaknesses and they both have strengths. And within 24 hours, that war will be settled. It'll be over. It'll be absolutely over. Do you over. want Ukraine to win this war? Uh, I don't think in terms of winning and losing. I think in terms of getting it settled so we stop killing all these people and breaking down this, this country. Now, what do you... Can I just follow up on that? You so said you don't think in terms of winning and losing. You have Mr. To get President, to get can I just follow up on that? Because that's a really important excuse statement me, let me that just you just made up. there. Can you say if you want Ukraine or Russia to win this war? I want everybody to stop dying. They're dying. Russians and Ukrainians. I want them to stop dying. And I'll have that done. I'll have that done in 24 hours. I'll have it done. You need the power of the presidency to do it. Yeah, no one has to. No one's playing more. That's all they, they worry about. So that's why she's right. like, who do you want to win? Yeah, you're winning. Aren't you rooting? For Ukraine, I wanted him to go on the attack and say, this is not winning and losing, you idiot. Mm. I want to end the killing. I, I, I don't want it to end like uh, Afghanistan, 20 years of us, trillions of dollars. I want it to end. I want to stop sending billions. Trump focused on NATO countries not paying their fair share. I don't want anybody to pay. I don't want anyone to pay. I want it to end. That should be the answer. It's I want people to stop dying needlessly. And right there, he had an opening to say, why is Joe Biden, ne- why does he never mention peace? Why does he never mention a ceasefire? Why do we constantly escalate this stupid war for the Donbass region? I mean, it's just madness. That plays well with the base. I think people are sick of this war. And I think she exposed herself as a child saying, don't you want him to win? What's wrong with you? Why, why, why can't you just root for Aren't you rooting for the Zelensky? He's like, no, I want it to end. And he wouldn't call Putin a war criminal, which upsets all the warmongers in the media. The media loves this. They don't care about dead Ukrainians, dead Russians. They don't give a damn. They want to keep supporting this, pretending it's about democracy, please. That was a good moment, although could have been better. He didn't even mention Joe Biden in that answer. Mention why Biden's family, mention how Biden's family was making a fortune in Ukraine. Uh, But that was a good moment. There was uh, on and on about her, you know, again, January 6th, will you pardon people? Election denied, will you admit you lost? Abortion, uh, classified documents, who gives a damn about class? We've already gone over this. The only big story from classified documents is they raided Mar-a-Lago. They didn't raid Biden's home, his office. Biden's got more classified documents. They're everywhere. They're insecure in a garage. Trump's are protected by the Secret Service. But she doesn't care because she thinks she can use that to, to hurt Trump. And she lied and said, oh, no, Biden's, t- they turned it over. They didn't turn over crap. Uh, but anyway, and she mentions uh, the rape trial, which he was good, making fun of the woman who lied about him. Um, and she kept saying, will you accept the results of the 20? And he said, yeah, if it's an honest election. So will you accept the results? Yes, if it's an honest election. And he said, you want me to answer again? What are you supposed to say? Yes, I'll accept it, even though if it's rigged and there's cheating and widespread fraud. Sure. Of course you say I'll accept it if it's an honest election. What else are you going to say? 
I mean, they just think they have certain things they can hang over him, which again, makes me want to see a, a, a DeSantis town hall with this, with, with nurse ratchet here. I would like to see that because they would be, they would have no ammo. They would have nothing. They wouldn't be able to bring up January 6th or election interference or classified documents or will you accept the results of the election? And did you really rape that woman? All of that is gone off the table if DeSantis is the nominee. But before we get to some reaction, what else do we have from Trump? Uh, this is him talking about January 6th and the receipts uh, he pulled. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, I knew they would do this. And I just wanted him to say, you know, let's again. Let's talk about May 10th. How about we get up to date? Here's the problem. Trump wants to go back, wants to relitigate the election, the January 6th and the second impeachment. He wants to, and I understand he got railroaded, but I don't think people want, I, I want to move on from this. I really do. And they will never let him because the media thinks this is the way to sink the man, to go back to January 6th, to trigger him with impeachment talk and, election denialism and all this. I'm just so sick of it, but go ahead, let's listen. Breaking into the Capitol, smashing windows, injuring police officers. Why did you, why did it take you three hours to tell them to go home? I don't believe it did. Oh, let me pull it out, I have to pull it out. <laughs> so, so if you look at, on January 5th, the day before, I said, please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. Stay peaceful. Stay peaceful. This was the day before, and this was in the form of Twitter. Now use truth, truth social. I think it's far superior, okay? I hope everybody's on <laughs> I hope everybody's on truth. Uh, if you look, January 6th, this is at two, before 2.30. I am asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. This is right after, as it was happening. But what happened is they took it down. I don't know why. I think they took it down because it was so good. They didn't like it being up there. (laughs) I am asking, this is, and we didn't know until I got it back, because now I have 90 million people waiting for me to go back, but I'm on truth and I'm staying on truth. Listen, (laughs) I am asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. No violation. We want no violation. We want no violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. Thank you. That was at 2.30. That was very early. Mr. President, I looked at the same timeline that you did. Once no, I know, but you clear, didn't report that. You know why? Because it was we taken down. We did report down. it. I, I was reporting that It was that taken thing. down or it wasn't. But when it was clear. <laughs> uh, it goes on and on. And I'm sitting there going, oh, God, are we really going to do January 5th, January 4th, January 6th? I mean, we just learned The president is taking millions from our foreign adversaries. And we're talking about January 5th and 6th. And what time did you tweet? What did you say? Oh, by the way, the things that really triggered the media. One, when he said Biden put some of his documents in Chinatown, which somehow Trump thought that linked him to China, which is just so Trumpian. And I laughed at that. But the other thing we called Michael Byrd, the, the cop who shot Ashley Babbitt in the throat for no reason and was rewarded with a commendation. He called him a thug. And I'm saying, so what? That's me shot an unarmed woman that you can't call that guy a thug. And immediately, I didn't even cross my mind. And immediately when this debate's over, they go to Jake Tapper. He called a black man, a thug. He called a man who shot an unarmed woman 
in the throat with, by the way, cops behind her, other people behind her, completely reckless, reckless, completely insane. He called that guy a thug. What's wrong with that? But they were just looking for things to hang on him. Let's get to the reaction. We got, we got morning, Joe. We got Jake Tapper. I mean, it was, it was this again. I thought Trump was okay. Just okay. Until I saw the reaction. And then I remembered why he's so great, why he's just so special. <laughs> he just, they cannot handle it. They can't handle the thought that he's the leading candidate for the Republican nomination, and he might beat their guy. I mean, they could probably handle Biden losing to whatever, DeSantis or, or Tim Scott, because obviously Biden's an embarrassment to the whole country and to them. They can't handle the thought. And, and by the way, that'd be good for ratings, be good for them. This is going to save CNN <laughs> this, this, this night. It was the biggest night in CNN history because Trump decided to do this town hall because he's mad at Fox News, which is questionable, but it's Trumpian. It's Trump, Trump-esque. But as soon as he was done, these people, I mean, it was like they were in a rage. They, they, it was like they, you know, they, they just witnessed you know, like, like a crime. Uh, you know, and they, they don't know how to react. They just hate him with the fury of a thousand sons. But let's walk. This is the initial reaction. Is this the CNN panel? Yeah. And they just take turns. Oh, no, this is uh, Jake on. Tapper and uh, Anderson Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They got, they got like 72 people. They each have a panel. Uh, and, and, and CNN's got like, you know, no viewers, no ratings, no revenue, but they have a million whatever contributors and they're all lined up and they got Van Jones and they got David Axelrod and they got that fake conservative from the view Farah, whatever her name is, Alyssa Farah or something who just, they all despise Trump. They can't even talk about him without their blood pressure and their faces turning red and they're just, they just hate him so much. It is kind of fun to watch. Let's watch. Oh, from Washington. And it was an interesting night. Uh, Mr. Trump's first lie was told, just seconds into the night with his false familiar claim that the 2020 election was, quote, a rigged election. And the falsehoods kept coming fast and furious about the January 6th insurrection, about the threat to Vice President Pence, about Pence's ability to overturn the election, about COVID, about the economy and more. He called a black law enforcement officer a thug. He said people here in Washington, D.C. at Chinatown don't speak English. He attacked Caitlin as a nasty woman because she was trying to get him to answer a question. Perhaps most chillingly, the day after a nine-person jury of his peers in New York found him liable for sexual battery and defamation and ordered him to pay writer E. Jean Carroll $5 million. He made fun of her account of her sexual assault. And many in the audience laughed. The, and applauded. The former president making his first appearance tonight on this network since the 2016 election. He spoke with and took questions from the Hampshire Republican and undeclared voters who plan to take part in the GOP primary. And it took place just a day after, as uh, Jake referenced, Manhattan federal jury found him liable of sexually abusing and defaming writer E. Jean Carroll. Yeah, just just shoehorn that in as much as you can. He He's innocent. You know, Jake Tapper is a piece of garbage. He really is. He pretends to be a newsman, but he's such, you can feel it. He used to be a spokesman for a, a, a gun control organization. He's a big liberal and he hides it occasionally, but he can't hide it when the subject is Donald Trump. Let me get this straight. Donald Trump, everybody who's paid attention to this trial knows she's a whack job. They changed the law to allow her to sue Trump. She sued Trump for defamation because he said he didn't rape her. 
the jury decided he didn't rape her and yet awarded her money for defamation and said he sexually abused her. It's an outrage. It's a travesty. It's a mockery. And everybody knows it. But to take it a step further, they think he shouldn't defend himself. He should just accept it and say, I didn't do that, but here's your five million. And I'm really sorry. She lied. They should be uh, upset at her. She's a, she, she's just like Blasey Ford or Julie Swetnick or the, the woman that accused the girl that accused the Matt Areza, the punter. She lied and tried to destroy him. He has a right, I'm just going to say, in America to defend himself. And that upsets, the, that upsets AOC, too. Do we have AOC uh, on this topic? Uh, you know, I, I know you said earlier that you will not comment on the platforming of um, such atrocious disinformation, but I would. I think it was a profoundly irresponsible decision. I don't think that it would, I would be doing my job if I did not say that. Um, and what we saw tonight was a series of extremely irresponsible decisions that put a sexual abuse victim at risk, that put that person at risk in front of a national audience. And I could not have disagreed with it more. It was shameful. This, this is the leader of the authoritarian left. If you, if you cut her open, you would see a fascist. She is upset that CNN, a alleged news network, allowed the former president and the front runner to return to the white house. They allowed him to speak and she's profoundly upset she thinks the answer to the fact that she hates Trump is to not let Trump speak. Let's censor Trump. That's why she hates Elon Musk. That's why she hates Tucker Carlson. She does not like that, that pesky First Amendment. It pisses her off. Anyone who disagrees with her and she believes that, you know, her side controls the media should be silenced. And the, the, she's not a sexual abuse victim if you paid attention to the trial at all. This is a whack job who took the script from law and order, took money from a big liberal donor billionaire and went on the uh, let's stop Trump campaign. That's all it was. It was just another way to hurt Trump. And everybody knows it. It's just absurd. This idea that he's supposed to respect the decision of a bunch of Trump haters on a jury. Okay. This cuts a little long, but it's worth it. And then we'll, then we'll move on to the, you know, the biggest story of the day, but, uh, Joe Scarborough was crestfallen. I mean, he doesn't know what to, he hates Trump so much. He used to be Trump's friend. He used to belong to Mar-a-Lago. He and Mika, they put Trump on the air like every day before the uh, 2016 election helped get him elected. They had a falling out. Trump kicked him out of Mar-a-Lago. Trump made fun of Mika. And Joe has been trying to get his revenge every day since the last seven years. He talks about the evil orange man and what a, uh, you know what a what a menace he is. It just it it just never ends. And of course, he was totally triggered by last night's performance oh, yeah. on CNN. He looks like he he looks like he has a fever mixed with the chills as he's talking. <laughs> let's, let's listen. And I watched a little of it this morning. He just can't get over it. Just the, the lies again. I will say it again. I'll say it every day. If you want to know what someone's really all about, their agenda. If they're upset that a politician said the election they lost was rigged and yet, and, you know, the big lie, and how could he say that? If they say that about Trump and don't say that about Hillary and all the other Democrats who said 
you know, they said the 2000 election was rigged. They said uh, Bush, that election was rigged. They said um, uh, Hillary, that, that was rigged. They Russian interference. They don't care about lies. They don't care about people questioning elections. They just hate Trump and they use this to try to discredit him. That's all. They don't mind what people question the election result happens all the time, except if it's Trump. Let's listen to a crestfallen Joe. I'm, I'm constantly telling people not to catastrophize over Trump, that he's actually going to lose because he keeps drilling down deeper and deeper into his base. Um, but it is, it is, uh, I, I can't believe I'm, I'm, I'm going to use catastrophizing language here. Uh, but it was, it was just, it was disgraceful on every level. It showed, uh, I, won't, I wouldn't say it's dangerous for democracy because we passed that a long time ago, but it showed the corrosive effects of Trumpism over eight years. And I've got to say, I, 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 the, the most shocking part was an audience who cheered on a president who tried to overturn <laughs> American democracy. An audience that mocked and ridiculed a woman uh, who a jury of her peers, Donald Trump's peers, found had been sexually assaulted. Those Americans there last night turned that into a punchline, laughed and dismissed cops getting the shit kicked out of them <laughs> oh, on January the 6th, beaten up over and over again calling a cop a thug mm -hmm. who actually was trying to stop people from the house floor from being killed. Um, oh, I could go, I just could go on and on. Yeah, of course you could. Cause you lie more than Joe Biden. He, he shot an unarmed woman, a little petite woman in the throat with all kinds of people behind her and around her. It could be the most reckless thing. He should be in jail. And, and he thinks that, we're supposed to respect that cop. He didn't say he was going to release uh, all the January 6th defendants, the violent ones. He said, yeah, many of them, because many of them were peaceful. Many of them are political prisoners. That's what every Republican should say. What Biden's DOJ has done is downright cruel. Of course, you should pardon many of these people. But I mean, I, I could talk about this, this all day. I mean, again, I, I should, I should enjoy the fact that Trump just drives them insane. And we got, at least another year and a half of this, if, maybe another term. I can't even imagine. But again, I'll tell you my plan. President DeSantis with emissary Donald Trump. I want him to work with DeSantis. I want DeSantis for eight years. Trump only gets four. I want a president who's 44 and not 78. And I want uh, Trump to be involved. I want him to handle things on the international stage. I want him to settle that war to end that war in 20, I don't know if he could do it 24 hours. I think he'd be good at that. I would like DeSantis to do the day-to-day -day job, Trump to have his free reign at the White House, come and go as you please, take government jets to Europe, to Asia, wherever, and and be an important part of a DeSantis, uh, DeSantis administration. That won't happen, but that's what I would like to see. All right, we got to move this. Real quick though, so if anyone is ever questioning why MSNBC's ratings are terrible, just show them that clip we just watched. And, and keep in mind, it's just, it's all personal. 
he doesn't right. disagree with Trump on policy or anything. It's just personal. Right. They hate each other. They had a falling out in uh, in in Palm Beach. You know, they used to be best buds. Joe Scarborough's such a fraud. He's such a phony. But I guess he's making like twenty million dollars a year to fake cry on the air every morning. Woo-hoo. I guess it works. But anyway. <laughs> Let's move. Let's get to the biggest story of the year, maybe the decade, maybe ever. The biggest political scandal involving a U.S. president in U.S. history, which was completely ignored by the media. In case you were wondering if journalism was indeed dead, you have your proof. We have your proof. We got it here. But first, some big news. Former President Trump is urging you to get a copy of David Horowitz's new book. It's called The Final Battle. Already a number one Amazon bestseller, The Final Battle reveals a secret war led by leftists and a new woke generation who want to destroy America as we know it. Horowitz says they're in our schools, our churches, even our military. The Final Battle explains how Joe Biden and the big media want to stop Trump and DeSantis before 2024. Horowitz even names the names of the secret players behind it all. Newsmax calls Final Battle the book of the year. Mike Huckabee says he couldn't stop reading it. Get Final Battle in bookstores or check out the free offer and save $28. Just call 800 Newsmax. That's 800 Newsmax or go online to finalbattle611.com. That is finalbattle611.com to get your free copy today. I, I, I never had any doubt that the media was totally corrupt, that the media, that journalism in America is dead today. Again, as uh, a number of uh, the, the guys on the uh, uh, oversight committee mentioned yesterday, I think it was Comer, it was Byron Donald saying, media, if you want to do your jobs, you can win a Pulitzer if you cover this. The media was the driving force behind uh, Watergate. They're the ones who covered Watergate, the Washington Post, Woodwin and Bernstein, the media used to be uh, used to hold power to account. They used to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. Now they are nothing but tools of the state. They are nothing but but uh, uh, a wing, the PR wing of the Biden regime. They are part of the deep state. They are part of the establishment. They are there to protect a corrupt president. If you had any doubt, it should be gone by now. As we pointed out yesterday, as we talked about, this is the biggest scandal I've ever seen involving a president. uh, James Comer and his committee brought receipts. They have proof that the Biden family took millions from Romania. I mean, it's pretty simple, too. While the Biden family attempted to cover their tracks with 20 LLCs, so that the government, the IRS, couldn't track the money they were getting from foreign governments and foreign bad actors. I mean, the Romania thing is pretty simple. They were protecting a corrupt Ukrainian businessman. Um, He sent them money, sent them a million dollars, and Biden pressured them to not uh, put this guy in jail. That's what he did. It's clear. They have the receipts. They got the bank records. They have the laptop. And here's the response from your mainstream media. Uh, we now know the sitting president is, is, is completely corrupt, bought and paid for. He sold out the United States of America. That is crystal clear. The reaction of the media was one of two things, to ignore it, which is amazing. Even, I mean, I know the Boston Globe is a joke. 
NPR is a joke. Nobody takes them seriously. But they have people in their editorial department who actually sit down and make the decision to not cover the biggest story in years, to just literally ignore it. These are partisan hacks, dishonest, duplicitous, partisan hacks. That's who runs the Boston Globe. That's who runs NPR. And why the Republicans won't defund it is beyond me. That's who runs all your major news organizations. Literally, they ignore the story. I mean, you can look at some of the front pages, home pages of these big media outlets. They don't cover the fact that the Biden family is a bunch of corrupt crooks. It's incredible. It's bizarre. I mean, as I point out, the Boston Globe has a nice story on where to go for afternoon tea. They have hundreds of stories on their homepage. Nothing about this. I mean, if you're that much of a partisan, why don't you come up with a way to try to defend the president, which is what the New York Times did. This is amazing. New York Times uh, headline. Obviously, I can't read uh, the uh, the entire story. I, I mean, I would never subscribe. It's behind a paywall. But uh, this was tweeted out this morning. Here's the headline. House Republicans report finds no evidence of wrongdoing by President Biden. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's worse. I really don't. Ignoring the story, this clear cut evidence that your president is corrupt or defending him on this, uh, in this way. Let's be clear. The uh, Comer proved that nine members of the Biden family, including his grandkids were taking money from foreign adversarial governments and business people, his whole family, his son, his brother, his son's girlfriend, his son's wife, his son's mistress, his, their kids, his daughter, they're all taking money, millions, at least $10 million. And the New York Times takers, they didn't tie it to Joe. <laughs> yes, they did. Unless you have another reason that everybody in Biden's family was getting millions of dollars from foreign governments while, they're, while Joe Biden was serving as vice president and altering policy, uh, depending on where the money was coming from. Why else, and again, maybe the New York Times has an explanation, why else would Joe Biden's grandkids be getting millions of dollars from foreign governments? There's no product, there's no business, there's no service. It is just flat out bribery, influence peddling, influence peddling, money laundering, that's it. And this is a guy who tells everyone they don't pay their fair share, who, who brought in, uh, hired 87,000 IRS agents to go after working people. This is a guy who's done everything in his power to avoid paying his own taxes. This is a guy who has, consider the character, just the low quality, the, the, the trash, the garbage family we're talking about. He's got foreign governments sending money to his grandkids. Not all his grandkids, there's one in Arkansas, that he pretends doesn't exist, that he doesn't, that he doesn't acknowledge exists. And yet he has foreign governments paying other grandkids money. It's just, I mean, what kind of person does that? What kind of low life are we talking about? Just the, just, I mean, this is a garbage family, pure and simple, but 
The media doesn't touch it. There's no, you couldn't get a bigger story involving Joe Biden. You couldn't. You couldn't get a more clear-cut example of just how corrupt he is, and the media will not cover it, will not talk about it. And, by the way, that's bad enough. The Department of Justice, as we know, is thoroughly corrupt, totally in the tank. They worked to defeat their boss when when Trump was president and install this empty husk. On the day they held the press conference, they indict George Santos a low-level backbencher from Long Island, first-term congressman. One of the two of the counts were he, he took $564 uh, in unemployment money that he didn't uh, deserve. $564. A congressman took, illegally took unemployment money. The Biden family took $10 million and they've only looked at four banks. There's like 20 more banks. The Biden family took tens of millions of dollars from foreign governments and Joe Biden as vice president, again, as president altered policy because of to, to for that money. And the media wants you to think some low level backbench congressman taking 500 bucks is a big deal. They are liars. They are corrupt. Donald Trump said one thing that was so true. They are the enemy of the people. These people are just hideous people. Oh, by the way, you want to tie it to Joe Biden? Go back to Hunter's text. He had to give half his salary to the big guy. He, he complained about how much of his money that he was making overseas he had to give to the big guy. And you don't think Joe Biden was involved? Honestly, by the way, Corinne Jean-Pierre yesterday wasn't asked about this. The biggest scandal in, in the history of the presidency, and she wasn't asked. And James Comer, I think he was two questions in the press conference. The media said, what about Trump? Aren't you going to investigate Ivanka and Jared? And Comer handled it fine, but he should have said, what? I just laid out this incredible criminal case against the president. You want to talk about Jared and Ivanka? They're such shills. They're such whores. They have no professional dignity. They have no pride. I mean, the idea that you're a journalist and you ignore or cover up the story, how do you sleep at night? How do you even look in the mirror and say, yeah, I'm a media. I work in the media. And by the way, the FBI, again, the FBI is so corrupt. The DOJ, they won't let them look at this report from a whistleblower who said Joe Biden as vice president took a bribe. The FBI will not let the House Oversight Committee see it. They're so in the tank. They're so corrupt. These people are just despicable. All right, we got more to get to. Let me, uh, we got uh, Diane Feinstein bouncing back into the Senate. <laughs> and we got a uh, Trump, a Kamala, Kamala cut. Every day we have a Kamala cut, but we have the scariest thing. Obviously, there's a lot to be scared of these days. There's, you know, the border. The border's been opened up at midnight. We're going to be invaded. There's crime. The idea that the criminal in the White House eventually gets impeached and then we get President Kamala, that should scare us all. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade 
the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com. And while you're there, you can look for a job. Shea Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. I, you know what? I'm going to rip the founding fathers. They said you had to be 35 years old, a natural born citizen to be president. Did anybody, you know, sitting around the table in those days, think that maybe they should have had an age limit. They should have said at some point to serve, not just for president, but in the Senate, in Congress, that maybe We don't want people, you know, senile, dying, sick people serving in the Senate or in the House or in the White House. We are being run by some people who aren't well, who are years past their prime, who would be forced to retire if they were a gym teacher or a mailman or a janitor in the Senate chambers. But you can be Senate. Senator, if you look like this, do we have Diane Feinstein being being wheeled in? This is uncomfortable. Obviously, it's sad. They said she had shingles. No, she's got more than shingles. Diane Feinstein's in a wheelchair. She's 89. She looks 110. She belongs in a nursing home. Someone should be making her comfortable in her final days. And yet she's returning to serve in the Senate, one of 100. Now, I realize it doesn't matter. She quits. Gavin Newsom picks her successor. It's just another, you know, it's another crazy extremist left-wing liberal. But when are we going to say this is wrong? We have a president who's 80 going on 95, who's got dementia. We got Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell falling down, hurting himself. We got Fauci, who's 82, uh, whatever. He, I mean, these just, why are we... Why are we being ruled, being run by 80-year-olds? These people are egomaniacs who can't step away. So self-important. Why would Diane Feinstein or Joe Biden or Schumer care about this country, what's going to happen in 10 years? Why would they care? They're not going to be here. She's not going to be here by the end of the week. She's not buying green bananas. She is, should she should have the dignity, the selflessness to step aside, but they don't because they're the biggest bunch of egomaniacs in the world. And uh, from one California senator to uh, another, uh, Kamala, what is she even talking about here? What, what I mean, I have no idea. I never know. As usual, she's uh making no sense, but it's her favorite topic is time. It's always this time, this moment in time and the passage of time. And you put it in the context of time. It's just a brainless where we will go because of what has been. Yeah. And just, and yesterday, I mean, it's, it's just put it on the list every day. Just this verbal diarrhea from this absolute brainless, just, 
moron, just sad and embarrassing. But uh, let's listen to her talk about, you know, things her mother told her, which again, go by the Biden rule. Whenever they mention things mom said, don't forget she said, that her mother took her to a protest, which he was, I don't know, three. Freedom. Said, freedom. I'm just here for freedom, which she stole from Martin Luther King and then made up. But <laughs> So she she lies just like her boss. But what the hell is this? Go ahead. Everything is in context. My mother used to, she would give us a hard time sometimes and she would say to us, I don't know what's wrong with you young people. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> You exist in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. <laughs> what the hell? In the context. First of all, her mother said it, never said it. Secondly, what if she did? What does that mean? <laughs> Fallen out. Oh, God, she's just so uncomfortable to look at. But I, we got to wrap this up. I had so much to get to. I want to get to this. To, maybe we'll do it tomorrow. This trans story there. We have a trans doctor. I mean, a, a, a guy who has deals and they say they are transitioning nonverbal autistic kids who can't speak, but draw then or write somehow that they want to be, you know, they want their private parts lopped off and they do it. These people are sick. We'll get to that. And We'll do questions and comments. Can you send them in now? If people want to ask questions for tomorrow, can they send them in now, Ironhead? Um, they oh, can we can't figure that out. Is that too complicated? Well, I won't be able to pop them up on the screen. Well, you don't have to. I'm talk, will they be there tomorrow when we show up? If someone wants to ask, I can. I can make what? the. I can make the room now and post it so they can. We have lots of people commenting today. I knew that we would. I knew this Trump thing would be big, and it just gets people going. It triggers everybody on both sides, but. We'll leave it there. Tomorrow we'll get to questions and comments and uh, the end of Title 42 and the invasion of the southern border, but uh, which is okay with everybody in the media, all Democrats, they're okay with tens of thousands of uh, invaders crossing our border because, you know, Trump said, uh, called Caitlin Collins a nasty woman, or Trump said uh, the rape accuser has a cat named Vagina. That's a big deal. <laughs> That's that's bigger. Oh, that's huge compared to, you know, 700,000 people poised to evade our country. But we'll be here for it tomorrow and uh, anything else that breaks. But that'll do it for today. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show. And we'll do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.